So we're back with our 10th episode, I think, uh, of the 26th, and it is Tuesday, December 29th at 3.42 p.m. Uh, we took a Christmas break, even though Nick's Jewish, but he got his wisdom <laughs> teeth out, which is exciting. Couldn't really talk. Um, so <laughs> we, are, uh, we are back, and today we're going to be talking about the stimulus. Yeah, we've missed the a Georgia lot. The Georgia runoffs, uh, the old GOP. Um, and the Republican Party overall, so it should be joyous. As we do love to talk about. Um, all right, so I guess we're getting we're, we're starting off with the stimulus. So it's um, been back and forth for a while uh, with input from Trump, Pelosi, everybody. Uh, as I'm sure everybody here knows, Trump, after hearing it was $600, basically it was like, nah, make it more. So he's petitioning for $2,000, got passed through the House. Uh, it's now up for debate in the Senate. See, what I didn't get was why, like, I, I don't want to just assume that he was just out of the loop, but why would he wait so long after, like, $600 I, that's what was, I was on the table too. for, like, a week? Why would he wait so long I think, before? Okay, it's a conspiracy, but I love conspiracies. I think, honestly, like, it could have just been him saying, figuring out what his next steps are. It took him probably a while. He hasn't been seen since, like, the 10th of December. So he was probably taking a while to just figure out himself, his proximity now that he's out of office to the Republican Party, his allegiance to the party. And I think this, him going against the wishes of the GOP leadership with this $2,000 and waiting so long might have been just him just like waiting and now saying, you know what, screw the Republicans. I'm doing my own thing. But I don't know. I, he's never been really one to align with anybody. But I think it's it's interesting because so long, so many times does Republican leadership tell him to do something and then he just backs it. But this is like just now of all times he's not doing it. So that begs the question. Um, so 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 far, Mitch has blocked Schumer's proposal for a unanimous uh, yeah. passage of the two thousand um, dollars. And uh, that means it's back that, and forth between Pelosi on Twitter and, and Trump. That means that Mitch and Trump are directly against each other on this issue. I, which for I the first time. I don't know. Yeah, we haven't seen that before. Um, it, he, it's it's how it should have always been because Mitch McConnell in the beginning was like Trump is is a menace. He's not someone we should be during the 2016 uh, debates for for the Republican nominee. They were saying. I don't want, I don't like this guy and, and Lindsey Graham too and it should have been that way the whole time it should have been going against him but yeah so that begs the question from this side. um Beg uh, actually I, I heard this John Boehner quote that I've spoken about like three times to Nick um yeah and this is the, not exactly the quote but he basically said there's no Republican party only a Trump party I don't know where the Republicans have gone um yeah. so we don't know if Trump is going to run um in 2024, he hasn't announced that. He hasn't said anything about it. Um, but I know a lot. He still has millions, tens of millions of loyal supporters. Um, yeah. So that begs the question. I think I've said begs the question three times so far. Just beg it already. I'm, I'm, I, 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 there's so many questions to beg. Um, basically, is Trump going to run or can we rule out uh, Trump running as a third party candidate? And Okay. I think him I... Being, Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. Okay, I think this one thing, just because he's this is the first time he's doing it, and, and it's 
it is a major thing for him to come out against, but I don't think it's like directly means, oh, I'm done with the Republican Party. I think he is done with the Republican Party. I don't know if he's going to run again. I think he's going to try and do like people have been talking about so sort of Trump news organization and basically try and turn any remaining Republicans into Trump's Trump supporters, Trumpians, Trumpians. And I think he's just going to do all he can to consolidate power. And, and, and honestly, I think he'll have a lot of good luck with that. Like, I think he's going to have a lot of, there are a lot of people who still care about him 2024 election, even if he's not running, if he comes out and is like, even if he's, he's still tweeting, if he's still trying to run some kind of party, trying to run some kind of news organization, there are people that are going to follow him. So I think it doesn't really matter at this point. And I think his, he's been meeting with his team and have, has decided probably I there's no way I make like my name back for myself. I've, I was impeached, all this. Like I don't think he can come back cleanly into the White House, so I think they're probably ruling that out, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm just... I'm wondering what he wants... Um, so if it's uh, a second presidential turn, then he's absolutely obviously gonna go for that. Like he's but, delusional. He doesn't. I don't think he realizes how poorly he looks to the rest of the American people, other than his supporters. And I think that's gonna hinder his ability to actually do well if he does run again. Also, think about where he is financially. Um, he's at least four hundred million dollars in debt, and we all know his financial situation is not great. So if he founds that. Trump News Network, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. that's a money maker in a second. There's Easily. There's, and all these there's people, so much you can do with that. You can branch it off into different things. He can write book deals. He can have people make his own Breitbart. He's going to bring Breitbart, Fox, and all that under one wing. All these people that are now rejecting Fox News for being too, uh, too liberal, weird thing to yeah. say in one sentence, um, they're going. They're going to OAN and Parler and all yeah. these places where conservatives want the misinformation. I think not all I have a prediction. I think after that, after all that's happening, after all these new sources of whatever are coming out of media that are geared towards Republicans, toward Trump supporters, like I think Fox honestly might distance themselves and say we're they not going to be like this anymore. I no, but I'm, I'm saying like I think they're going to do. Like, they'll, if Trump News Network does happen and they try to acquire Fox, like, Fox will say no, and they'll, they'll they be a competitor. And I, th- I, I think he's lied enough about money before. Well, I, I, I think that they could, like, attempt to make Try, move, that's what I like, mean. And, and then Fox will say no, and I Rupert think that's... Rupert Murdoch would never... Be. Rupert Murdoch has also hated Trump since the beginning. Like, he hated him in 2015, and he just realized that he would make a mountain of money off of yeah. misinformation. As did all of in, the media. And that's right. CNN profited CNN. an incredible amount off the they, Trump they, presidency. They ran so much Trump coverage uh, in the months leading up to the election. I mean, how could you not? It's a it's a sideshow, but that's got to push some voters the other way. I watched a few so videos um, about how CNN just pays these uh, crazy right wing pundits to come yeah. on and argue with their and and there's a few of them that are make them look crazy. They don't believe what they're saying. They're they're saying yeah. purely because they're gonna be getting paid to, which honestly, like I'm not the biggest. It's the fan same of with CNN. every network. I uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I I'm not the biggest fan of CNN, nor am I of Fox, but I just don't think it's good for. And people have been saying this for the last three years, but I just don't think it's very good for our democracy to have these people yeah. that are. It, it's the lying. It's the constant lying about what you believe in. Uh, in order to get money or votes, and I, I and it's interesting because we can't even tell, like on the Trump side, like who's lying for money or who's literally delusional. Like I, <laughs> I keep coming back to her, but Kaylee McEnany is in such a weird spot 
because she's sort of destroyed her reputation in journalism. Yeah. So obviously so, she can go onto any Republican network and do well, but to be taken legitimately anymore is kind of impossible for her. People like that, I'm wondering what they're going to do because if they play it right, they're going to make millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, but going on networks like OAN uh, does not help your character. Networks. Yeah, but it, it it does help your bank account though. Um, yeah, and and Parlor, I, I I'm very interested to see what happens with that. If you don't know what Parlor is, it's this uh, it's this conservative social media, and it is. It I mean, is look, a misinformation playground. Back to the money thing, like you look at Trump's like fight the fight the election results campaign yeah. to get more money for like legal representation. He was literally stealing voter like money from voters. He took sixty percent of it yeah. was sixty on that fine print of that website saying donate to us to help our legal fund. Sixty percent of it just went to Trump to pay off campaign debts. The rest is literally going to nothing. It has there there is no legal challenge. There never was any legal challenge. Obviously, we know that now and we knew that the whole time. But I think he's got ways of sort of subverting money in ways that people don't realize. Like I wouldn't be surprised to learn if if he's involved some way in parlor or some his team had some kind of influence in creating or distributing or popularizing parlor um and as we like talk to our conservative friends a lot of them don't really dive deep into who trump says he is um, they take they it just, all at face value yeah, they take him for what he says um so him saying i'm a billionaire I think he claimed $10 billion at the most, like the, uh, a few years ago. Now he's worth maybe 2.5 on paper, but that's not counting his debt. It's the thing he said when he was running. I could shoot a voter on Fifth Avenue and I wouldn't lose any votes. Yeah, I, I, it's just people that are not doing the research and thinking. Uh, and that goes on both sides of the aisle. Um, you, you can't just take politicians for what they say. That, uh, and the, there's that like joke that all pot politicians are liars. And a lot of that rings true, true. especially in this, <laughs> especially in this election. Um, so I, I'm, uh, my bigger question was where will the Republican party go after this? Will they, Somewhat yeah, there are two routes. I sent you a meme today. I wish we, I wish we did this on YouTube so that I could like <laughs> pull up a meme. Um, but it was Mitch McConnell getting ready to uh, suddenly care about the deficit for the first time in four yeah. years. Because okay. um, I think, um, I think our debt overall has risen like three, not not including COVID, has risen three to five. Yeah. Is it? Three to five trillion each year. For, Ish, yeah, I I don't know where I don't. I would like to, actually. I should probably look that up. What our debt is at. It right is going to be interesting because the Republican Party now. I think they face two choices. We talked about this in a previous episode. They either go with Trump and say, "Yeah, he's he's our guy. He always was," or they go back to their rhetoric before the election, before the twenty sixteen election, and say, "This guy sucks. We're going to stick to our what we know and Mitt Romney and things like that." But I think honestly, the amount of Republicans, like the Republicans that have been elected this year to uh, Republican like seats in legislature, are so like Trump era, like even yeah. uh, we'll get to this like Loeffler, like it's it's he's inspired so much like ineptitude in government that I think the lasting effects are going to be pretty palpable for the Republicans. But I don't I think from now on they're going to say just distance themselves and just like try and forget about it. Okay. Um, Even if he runs again. In 2016, uh, according to thebalance.com, 
our debt was just short of 20 trillion. It's at 20, it's just short of 27 trillion now. And I'm not going to include yeah. COVID because, you know, I mean, it should be included, but I'm not going to. Uh, we would still be at $23 trillion in debt without COVID. Yeah. Um, it's, and that's, that's honestly, up $4 trillion. It's sad how poorly, look, I'm not going to like say Obama was a perfect president, but he did so well with recovering the American, American economy after that. Like he actually brought it very back to normalcy, better than it was. And I think it's crazy that Trump and his 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 supporters still don't recognize that, and they think Trump made the economy better off of what Obama fucked up. But it's completely the opposite. And yeah. I don't think he realizes that. Like, yeah, you don't want to shut down because it hurts uh, our economic growth and whatever. But I I think it's so hard for him to think practically in the long term because like. If he was really a businessman and really cared about our, our country's debt and all this and our, our ties with China and, and our, our deals with China and, and even other countries foreign policy-wise, I think he would have taken a bigger step to COVID. It, it, it is so perplexing, and I think this is the question that everyone's going to be asking for a long time, is why didn't Trump care? And he obviously was trying to downplay, you know, it was around the impeachment and what, whatever, all that. He's trying to look like he had it under control, but long term... That doesn't get you anywhere. That kills your economy. That kills more people than it would have if you had stepped in, obviously. I, it's, it's insane to me. Yeah, I'm looking up the uh, deficit increase by president. Um, <laughs> Reagan. Okay. <laughs> um, so Trump, by the end of his pre- presidency, he will have added $6.6 trillion in deficit, mm. um, which is a 33% increase. So that's bad. <laughs> yeah i'm and i think that the i don't know i i think that the republican uh party will have a quick turnaround uh for yeah. what they're believing in um and i it, it also it's interesting to see how they use what they use to garner votes and what they don't so I don't think any of them are feeling very strongly. Like Donald Trump does not care about abortions. I'm just assuming that he's no. had like seven women get abortions for mm-hmm. him. Um, but I, I I think that to garner votes, he's going to push that forever. And that's a, a very political move. Um, and I'm not yeah. holding it against him as... I do think, though, like on the campaign side of it, the Republicans... Did, and I don't know if this was specifically Trump's team or, or the Republican coalition or whatever. They did use like data on Americans very well. They leveraged that very yeah. well. They, they found a lot of fake things. They, they knew where to, to, to propagandize Trump on, on tr- uh, Facebook, Twitter, things like that. They knew where the most division is on the internet and they knew who was the most divided and then they took those. And I think that's going to be a very big part of our like voting process in the future is how you're contacted and how how these campaigns like analyze you yeah i don't want to get off topic but um as you as you scroll through instagram like anyone if you go to like bleacher report or espn or like nbc news there's just something to do with trump there no no, that's what i'm saying there's just a thousand bots and it's oh yeah half of it's porn half of it's crazy trumpers but mm. I, I just wonder, through, and, and most of this is on Facebook, honestly, I just wonder how Facebook, and since they own Instagram, how they're going to police that. Because those people, I, like you click well, on these accounts. Well, that's why they're getting they're, sued. <laughs> you click on these accounts, they're so obviously fake. 
and Facebook should be held to the standard where if it's actually influencing, like they shouldn't be able to get hacked that easily. And I know they're not getting hacked, but like they're just being infiltrated with thousands and thousands of bots. Yeah, I think their error handling, and it always has been on the internet, is pretty like, you know, it's not very perfect in any way i think they're they're doing things to make it better but i think like you look at the way twitter has handled things in the past their mission statement like was we're not going to police anything on here you write what you write and it's not our fault what you write like this is nothing this is not twitter this is your opinions on twitter twitter was very much like from the get-go a media space for people to share things it's different with instagram i think because it's hard one like bots will always start outsmarting the measures to stop yeah. them that's part of the internet it's a fact of life i don't think instagram and facebook should be doing this poorly though with this kind of handling of it they it's so it is like from the work i've done in data science and in computer science it's easy to tell the behaviors of what is and what is not a bot but i just think they're so it's from both sides like if you delete 95 percent of the comments and there are even even 100 percent of those comments are trump's and and they're they're Trump people and they're they're spewing misinformation and they're saying radicalized statements and things like that. I, there's going to be backlash, and I think they're worried about playing it even on both sides, and they're taking it slow, and they honestly don't know how to handle it because this hasn't happened ever, and there's no regulations for it. So I think they're scrambling, and I I bl- I am not saying I don't blame them, but I think it's to be expected. Like I think it's like yeah. it's going to be like this for a little long, while longer. I also think. Uh, did you ever watch that Jack Dorsey, Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah. Um, when his lawyer spoke for him. He brought his time. lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was actually really bold. I'm not going to lie. Power move. Um, Huge power move. But I, I, I think that, that Twitter, I, 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 haven't, I haven't actually experienced Twitter having like a lot of bots. I don't know if they do. But Instagram, like they're, that's a public forum. So I, I think they want to be very clear that they don't want to limit people's free speech. Um, Mm -hmm. and once you start like banning a thousand accounts a day because you think they're bots, like you have to be very careful what are bots and what are not, because then people will just feel like they're getting censored. That's what I'm saying. And I think also it's interesting because the platform you use, the platform like being used, whatever does dictate in a certain way, the, like the people using it, like there are certain, like we don't use Facebook. We don't use Weibo or like that. Like it's like since we're younger we're able to see what our that's what i'm saying it's not worth they know that it's not worth advertising to us about trump things uh, unless we say we want it because it's it doesn't do anything one we can't vote two we can tell you can vote but most (laughs) kids under most kids using instagram can't i'm just i i don't know anyone actually i'll take that back i was gonna say i don't know anyone stupid enough to click on the like the porn star ads in every like instagram post but I, I just don't know who they're marketing that towards. Like, who clicks on that? And, and that's the same thing with the Trump I people. think it's also, like, there is a lot. Like, we are Americans in the Northeast on Instagram. Instagram's a global company. Like, India yeah. just got a lot of internet access. There are a lot of Indians on a lot of new, a lot, not a lot of new Indians. $500 a lot of billion dollars was invested in India in their tech it's sector. It's not even that. It's, it's, it's that, and it's also, like, it's all these new markets that are getting like we think that like everybody has the internet and everybody knows the level that like of what should be known on the internet and everyone knows how to behave and everyone knows that they're being policed they're being watched but i think the majority don't and they don't really care like i i i was watching <laughs> there's the black mirror thing like death to yeah. 2020 on netflix i was watching that it's like leslie jones it's a comedy but she's right like 
99% of the world is still Ned Flanders, like, hi, neighbor, how are you? Very, like, PC, normal, just people living their daily lives. I don't think they, like, care this much, one, about politics, and two, about, like, strong feelings on the internet that they're going to check anything further than face value. And I think that's Trump exploits that. He knows that. And it's smart. But it's wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, so moving on to the Georgia runoffs, which are Big, bigger in... story. It was supposed to be, uh, which is in what day is it? Seven days. Seven days. Next next week. Um, so basically, looking at the polls, which I said before. That... Well, let's start off by explaining what the hell is happening. I think. Okay. The so what's happened is in the Georgia state, there are like nine states ish, or uh, maybe eight that do runoffs, which is when no, in the primary election no candidate meets the majority, they go to a runoff special election. So there are two seats right now up for grabs in Georgia. Um, who gets it decides control of the Senate decides control uh, Biden's oh, power and if, decides if two, the next eight years, four years. If Democrats win both seats, then they control the Senate because it'll be a tie yeah. and the VP but will be the tiebreaker. It's a little more complicated than that. Like there's, you're right. That's it's And it's but a win also, for Democrats yeah. if we win the tie, but it's not like we're going to get that much done. There are, there are still Democrats who don't vote along party lines. There are still Republicans who are, completely allegiant to the Republican Party. People still make things a yeah, pull, it's not like a, a, a stone. partisan issue. It's not, it, yeah, just because we win the recount and we, or Republican, Democrats win the recount and then get to the tiebreaker in the Senate and Kamala picks the Democrats because why wouldn't she? I, I don't think that is a, is a green light. I think no matter what, Biden is up for a huge challenge because he, he's going to meet opposition. He's going to be met with opposition regardless if the Republicans win. And there's going to be a little bit of resistance from the Democrats if the Democrats win. So it's not golden, but still, we need it needs to win. Anyway, um, so the polls uh, that everyone checked for six months leading up to the uh, uh, presidential election did not prove to be true. But I'm just going to say the polls um, right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, Purdue is up. 0.4% on Ossoff, and according to 20, uh, 2038, I was going to say 2040. No, 530. God damn it. Right. <laughs> Isn't that the fun Let's game? Let's be professionals. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then Warnock <laughs> is up uh, 0.5. So that's well within the margin of error. So we can't, uh, like, those don't really And mean expect much. recounts, people. There will this be is, recounts. These are the kinds of margins that recounts can make a difference in these hundreds of votes, not thousands. Yeah, um, especially it's a lot smaller election, and I, I, I'm really wondering what the turnout will be like. Um, yeah, me too. Because there's a Cause lot of Republicans have been telling, "Don't vote, don't vote, was, don't vote." I was gonna say that because they, they think it's rigged. Yeah, um, and Democrats or uh, Georgia Democrats. It's an are interesting gonna... theory. It's like a political. Like, it's like a. It's kind of an interesting like psychological thing. Like you're told not to vote because it's rigged. You don't vote, and then they win, and you still think it's rigged. Darwinism. <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyway, so so what I want to talk about is how how much better, objectively, how much better both Ossoff and Warnock are than their Republican uh, counterparts. Like, 
in any debate. Actually, Purdue didn't show up to a debate against Ossoff because in the first right. one he got embarrassed so badly. And and they held the debate, and it was Ossoff versus an empty podium. Yeah. Um, so I'm just... <clears throat> Uh, basically, this this election comes down to whether or not uh, people will think objectively, or whether they're going to stay along uh, party lines and just vote yeah. for who they've been taught to vote for. So, I mean, I mean, Georgia's historically been a very Republican state, but this year uh, in the presidential election, it went blue. Um, so it's very, it's going to be interesting to see what those classical republicans do like whether whether they vote yeah. like their grandfather would or whether they vote with their minds yeah. um and both of the, the thing that i think that both uh, first of all there's been over 440 million dollars spent on attack ads and most of the democratic attack ads on um targeted towards purdue and leffler leffler kelly leffler. dear dear kelly, kelly. um are that they sold stock, like uh, d oh. different stocks and companies, um, after getting a private Senate briefing uh, about COVID. Um, and so basically Ossoff's point is that uh, instead of helping uh, the people of Georgia, they were selling stock uh, to benefit themselves. So, yeah. and then... They're criminals. The, Basically, that's and illegal. There was like there's a Senate. <laughs> that's insider trading. That is insider trading, and there's a Senate inquiry and whatever. Nothing really came about. Um, but then the Republican counter, how they counter that is that for Warnock, he has been very ambiguous about whether or not he supports the defund the police movement, um, and he has his biggest point is that he wants to. Uh, reduce prison population so law uh lawfler right uh she's basically been trying to hammer home the point that he just wants to release people from prison which is misinformation yeah <coughs> i think it's it's interesting to me like i don't know people don't really take facts well because it's like oh where'd you get this where'd you get this like this is wrong but it's true that like five percent america makes up or America's 5% of the world's population, 25% of the yeah. world's prison population. That shouldn't be, like, something we're, one, something we're proud of. Two, something we're defending. Three, like, it's not, like, uh, clearly it's not good in any way. Why would you, uh, I just, it's, and it's not even considering, like, Guantanamo and things like that, but letting out non-violent offenders, which is what Ossoff wants to do, and, and people who have been, like, rehabilitated, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't really believe. I, I don't. We, we can talk about defunding the police, but I just don't believe in our current criminal justice system. I just don't. No, see and that I think Loeffler obviously. This one's back to like knowing your audience. Like Loeffler understands that the people who are voting for her, like it's it's the stubbornness of Republicans is is like insane because they're she knows that no one's gonna fact check her, and she knows that the few who do aren't going to like be up in arms about it and not support her anymore like she she treats everything as sort of like just something to say you know and like something to to, to throw out there but she i don't think she realizes that like it can hurt her i don't think th this is somewhat off topic i don't think that purdue is an idiot like i, I look into no i don't either and i, don't I think, think loffler is a lunatic, I think lunatic and she's insane and stupid. Loffler's eyes there's nothing hollow. back there she is completely an hollow. idiot 
Like anything she says, it dollar just, signs. It doesn't seem like she means it. It, it, it no. feels like she completely was told to say it and just is yeah. repeating it. She's like a typewriter. Purdue at least does sort of have some kind of strength to him. He's a but horrible I, person, but he's a he, dick. He still he, he still understands what he's saying. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to ask you uh, just to finish up what you think about the de- defund the police. Do you support it, and what is? I mean, that's a very that's a very big question. Just to yeah. clarify, um, what is what is your position on police in America? I think that's basically we share what this will decide. the same position in that there should be more reform. We shouldn't be taking away money that is just going simply to the wrong place. I think if we take out so we we carve out some kind of real system, it's like you say, you can't just put a band aid on it and pretend like it's all fine and just forget about it until the next time, like. Yeah, it's that that's comes up pretty often. I just think you need some kind of you need to actually start somewhere with changing it. And we there already is money. Why take away that money when we can re- divert that money to something like in New York City? They took away some X billion dollars, million dollars from the police department, gave it to the education department. Don't do that. I mean, it's fine, cool. Education. We need more money in the education department now that we're not protecting Trump Tower 24-7. We're not losing $5 million a day on that, so we have extra funds. But I think it's... There is so much more. It's... They're clearly, like... It was clearly an NYPD option, just get people off their ass, throw things at the education department that can't look bad. But I think they have the means to, and they easily could implement very rigorous training programs that actually tell police officers how to deal with people in certain situations, like Jacob Blake, like everything, uh, George yeah. Floyd, Breonna Taylor. They should know. They they do know how to deal with that. They're just not trained well enough, and and they're not instructed on the consequences. I mean, you shouldn't have to be, but it, at this point, it seems like that's the requirement. I mean, we shouldn't have to tell people don't shoot him in the face. Like, there's this. I'll let you talk, but there's this TikTok. This guy in gets pulled over. He's from America. He's in Canada, and he's like, uh, rolls. He's rolls down his window. He's like, please yeah, let me this. reach into the glove box and get the registration. He's like, you're not in America. Go ahead. We won't shoot you. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's insane. So it's, we're a laughing stock like this. There's this um, <laughs> podcaster, whatever. His name's Jocko Willink. He's a former Navy SEAL. Oh yeah. Anyway, he's a bad motherfucker. I'll say that for the yeah. start out. But basically, his point as someone who spent his entire career in the military. He thinks, and I, I agree with this, he thinks that um, police should spend 20% of their time training, which I, com- I think is completely I correct. Agree. And for the NYPD specifically, they spent, I think, just short of $250 million on settlements in 2017, yeah. I believe. So not if, you, if you spend $100 million on training them better, then yeah. you... I, I'm not going to say you'll, you're not going to eliminate $250 million of settlements, but you might knock off half of that, and that will be money reinvested. And you might break Aside even. from not killing black people and saving face as a sure. department. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, but, like, I, I'm thinking financially, like, from the yeah. actual... Like, actually defunding the police, like, uh, I, I think that's a very simplistic argument, and that's why Republicans yeah. have jumped on it so so yeah. fast. Um but uh, actually taking from those programs that, I, I don't remember what it is specifically called, but the programs that militarize the police, like post-9-11, yeah. they don't need those. Like, that's no. what the National Guard's for. Uh, 
so you take money from that and you push it towards training uh, and And a lot of that militarization has been in response to the protests that come from them killing black people. Like, if you look at Ferguson compared to, like, the riots in in, um, Minneapolis and even in New York City, the riot gear has done nothing but, like, gotten stronger. They've done nothing but reinforce their position on we will, like, do whatever it takes to maintain crowd control. That's not their job. You're right. There's a National Guard to do that. There's, there's, It's at a certain point, like, and it's not even that. It's, like, at a city level, who are you to decide, like, how much fire should be met to these people who are protesting? Obviously, when you're looting, it's a different story. But I, I just... Like there's I, a there's a yeah. there's a cult of militarization and it's like you think about Kyle Rittenhouse like he probably blended in with the cops and that's why no one questioned his gun whatsoever and uh, everyone else had a gun it's fine it it just makes it look like that's the way we should be dealing with problems which is not right yeah I I, I completely agree um, I don't know what the limitations for using the National Guard are so I'm not gonna say like completely abandon everything we have but roll it back a little it's not like we're gonna you need to kill somebody and and maintain like crowd yeah. control on on a certain yeah. so just to finish off i say that if you could uh, uh first of all i don't support defund the police i think that if you could um retarget retarget any amount of money you push it towards cops dealing with mental health crisis yeah if you have stimuli or if you have over cash money, money cash um, money throw it at the throw it at the problem I think that uh, George Floyd was having a mental health crisis, and the cops did not know how to deal with it, so they sat on him. Um, and it's it's honestly though, it's kind of criminal the way they do this. It's they have these protests, they let it run, and then they just don't do anything. Like obviously we know this, but like it, there is such an opportunity for them. Like it would, it's so easy for them to just put some more money into that. Like who does that kill? It doesn't kill. It kills less people. Like it shouldn't be about like protecting your right to have a gun and this or that it should be knowing how to use it It should be sensible people it's just and i'm yet to hear a good argument against that yeah anyway that's our podcast if you have an actually if you have a if you have a response to that if you are a republican listening to this and you have an issue with what we just said there is a response button at the top of this anchor website that lets you record a voice memo send it to us and we will talk about it i didn't that's all anyway thanks for listening we'll see you next time see you next time Thank you.